0: So good morning listeners and welcome to Sacred Space here in West Limit 102. My name is John Keely. Thank you again for joining us this morning. And this, the 30th of December, it's the Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. And help me as usual to present the programme again from our Come and See studios here in Ada. Shane Albers, good morning to you, Shane. Good morning, John. How are we keeping? We're good, thank you very much indeed. And this, the, again, the Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. What a beautiful Feast. But we also want to welcome, of course, into our family, into the Sacred Space family here, those of you who are listening to us faithfully each week and have done for the last number of years, actually 10 years now, actually, I didn't realize, Shane, 10 years since mm. I've been doing this program, And people are still putting up with me. But anyway, thank you again for joining us, those, especially those who are housebound and lonely, as we see each week. And we mean this, you know, we recognize that the people listening to us out there who are struggling with, with, with something, maybe got some bad news in recent weeks and, and recent months. I I've certainly know a few myself, and we, we keep those in prayer. And we ask all of our listeners to keep all of our Sacred Space family in prayer, especially those who are struggling this time, as I said, with health problems and so on and so forth. What we try to do each week, and we are hopefully going to continue on doing for next year, is to keep on bringing the good news, good news each week. So stay with us for this edition of Sacred Space, which, again, is coming to you from our common sea studios here in Arda. We'd like to, uh, people to be staying in contact with, with us if you can, and if you can do that, maybe you can email us. If you don't email, sacredspace102 at gmail.com. Or you can text us, and that's an 087-6088-667. That's 087-6088-667. Just remind people again, uh, you might want to pass on the message to your friends, colleagues, maybe pe- friends or, or, or relations over abroad, abroad, different parts of the world. It's broadcast on West Limit 102 at 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. each Sunday. But a podcast of this in previous programs, in any program we've done, is available on our blog, and that's on sacredspace102.blogspot.com. Again, as we mentioned last week, I know that's a long word maybe to remember, but if you're to Google in "Sacred sacredspace102, you'll actually get us up on uh, the old Google. The old Google. Mm-hmm. You can also do that by searching come in, uh, by searching iTunes, by searching come and see inspirations. And I know a number of years ago, Sharon had done an exercise, but I, I haven't been doing it in more recent times. We were actually touched base by 178 countries from around the world, Mm -hmm. different people from around the world, who'd be listening to Sacred Space. And and some of those people might be actually relations and friends of your own who are abroad, maybe in different parts of the world, who maybe want to hear a little bit of what's happening in local parishes, which we try to bring to the attention of listeners. But also the good news, it might be a faith matter, or whatever it is each week. Again, sacredspace102 at gmail.com is the email. Or you can text us on 087 6088667. Now it's the time of the program now when we come to have a look at the saints for the week, and I'd warn people just put away the sausages and the bacon <laughs> and the egg for a few minutes because I'm not too sure what Shane's going to present us with this week. But well, anyway, we'll see yeah, where yeah, we
1: go. okay. We've, John has made the point a number of times. <laughs> I need to be careful what I'm talking about. We're doing the saints oh, of the week. No, 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 no. I can't help it now, no, John. If they're no. martyrs, you, you that's nothing to do with me. Yeah. But anyway, folks, as John said, uh, we are in the octave. Well, he didn't actually say it, but I was, I'm going to say it. We're in the octave week of Christmas. What is an octave? So what happens is the church stops time, liturgically speaking.
0: Okay.
1: So what happens is we have the same, if you're reading, if you're at Mass during the week or if you are reading the Divine Office, you'll have the same prayers. And the idea is to prolong the festivity of Christmas. So we're in the octave of Christmas. And what happens in the octave of Christmas on the Sunday is we have the Feast of the Holy Family, as John said this morning. It's a new addition to the church's calendar, oddly enough. Um, and it's relatively relatively new, but we'll talk about that a bit more in the second part of the programme. So then on Monday, the 31st of December, we have the feast day of St. Sylvester, One of the popes who died in 335. He was pope for 21 years, and he built, um, it was just after, Constantine the Great, the Emperor, granted the Edict of Milan, which gave freedom to Christianity in the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So, Sylvester was famous for building a number of churches around Rome. So, that's Sylvester. He's celebrated on uh, on, on, the, on the 31st of, of thirty first December. Now, 31st of December, of course, is also New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So, um, tradition in certain places is that people gather... To say to pray as we enter as they enter into the new year, and it is traditional for the singing of the Te Deum. The Te Deum is the great hymn of praise. Thanking God for the blessings of the year that have been, even though you know there's, there's been tragedies and sorrows as well, but there's also many things to be thankful for, and also to uh, seek His intercession for the year ahead. And it's a great tradition if people can do it. If anyone's got EWTN, they generally show the today I'm from Rome, um, so that that generally would be on uh, if if you can Ooh. if you can watch it from there. Ooh. So that's the 31st. Um, then, which of course is tomorrow, uh, and of course at this stage we also say to people, "Listen, Happy New Year, and enjoy your New Year's Eve." Then Monday or Tuesday. Rather, the 1st of January, start of a new civil year, as we started the liturgical years four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So the start of the new civil year, January the 1st, people like their New Year's resolutions. We're going to talk about a bit more about that in part two. <laughs> um, so it's the feast day, or it's the solemnity, I should say, of Mary, the Holy Mother of God. So this uh, is to celebrate Mary's role in the story of creation. It was also, it's the octave day of Christmas, so it's the eighth day since Christmas. It also used to be the feast day of the circumcision of Jesus in compliance with the uh, Mosaic law. Okay. And his naming day was the day he was... If you look at it from a Christian perspective, it would be his baptism day. But in okay. the Jewish tradition, it was his circumcision. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's celebrated on, on as well as the feast day of Mary, the Holy Mother of God, the solemnity. Then on the second, which is Wednesday, we celebrate two of, the great, uh, two of the great saints of the Eastern Church and two great friends. That's St. Basil the Great and Gregory Nazar- Nazianzian. They were bishops and they're also classed as doctors of the church. They're two of the great Eastern doctors. They're two great saints from the Orthodox Church. Basil was the bishop of Caesarea and known for living a very ascetic life, establishing norms for the monastic life. And you still have Basilians, as they're called. They would be the people that follow the rule of St. Basil okay. uh, in, the church of the, in the Orthodox Ooh. churches today. And he was a theologian of huge distinction in the early church. And his great friend was St. Gregory. He was the bishop of Samosia and later of Constantinople, and he later retired to one of Basil's monasteries. So you know they're the two great doctors we celebrate on the second of January. On the third of January, it is a feast day for the diocese of Limerick. Mm-hmm. It is the patron saint of the main feast or the main patron of the diocese. That is Saint Muncheon. Of course, we don't know a whole lot about Saint Muncheon. I'm afraid um, he's but he he's associated with uh, having a church here in Limerick and uh, I've just lost my page, bear with me. Patron Saint of our Diocese, of course. Traditional pla- dirt- birthplace, even, uh, is Dalcash. And um, in the 7th century, he was gran- granted Inish Shibton, or Ibton, in the tidal waters of Limerick, in the region of which he founded a church and had a thriving religious community. That's what the official spiel says. But, of course, uh, you know, in, in, it's an unusual one. He, he's not very well known. We don't have a a very popular devotion to him out the county, but predominantly around the city and, of course, St. Munchens Parish. And yeah, of course, it's a happy mm-hmm. feast day to St. Munchens Parish and a happy feast day to St. Munchens College because it is their patronal feast days today, or on the third, I should say. Then it's also on the general calendar, on, the, on the, in the national calendar, it's also the feast day of the holy name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So this is a feast day very much associated with the uh, Franciscans, Uh, because it would have been St. Bernardine of, I can't remember, Siena, I think it is, who would have promoted the devotion to the holy name. And in Ireland, a couple of years ago, you might have remembered the Franciscans and the poor Clares were celebrating it because they were celebrating the centenary of the blue tiles. And this was where Irish people had put small blue tiles over their doorways with IHS. The, the, the abbreviation for the name of Jesus, and oh, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can oh, see oh, light oh. dawning in John John's eyes. Uh, <laughs> I'm awake guys I'm awake. Okay. So that was that. Then, so that's that's on the third of this of January as well. The fourth of January is the feast day of, or well, we're going to mention Blessed Thomas Plumtree. Now, this is where you might want to watch your breakfasts. John, Thomas was um, is a martyr, of 1570, formerly of Corpus Christi College at Oxford. And the problem is he served as the chaplain to the rising of Thomas Percy, Earl of Northumberland. And and he officiated in Mass in Durham Cathedral, at which clergy and people were reconciled to the old faith, but unfortunately he fell foul of Elizabeth I, and then he was charged with having said Mass if he and was offered freedom he renounced his Catholicism on the Scaffold in Durham Castle marketplace, which he refused, and he was declared a saint, a martyr, and beatified by Leo the Um So it's just he was one of the English martyrs, uh, the, uh, the martyrs of England and Wales. Then on the 5th of, this, of January, I keep saying December, John, I don't know why. On the 5th of January, we have the feast day of St. Charles of St. Andrew, otherwise known as St. J- uh, Charles of Mount Argus. He's a passionate Saints. Canonized a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Canonized uh, in 2007. He took vows as a Passionist in 1846 and came to Mount Argus in 1857. And it was there that he spent most of his, pre- his priestly life ministering to the poor Uh, of Dublin, and uh, very much associated with the confessional and hearing people's confessions. And he died on the 5th of January in 1893. So that's next Saturday, and of course Sunday then next week is uh, Epiphany, which is of course Nolignamon. Now John, as it is the start of, the well it will be the start of the month, So, the papal intentions for January 2019, that young people, especially in Latin America, follow the example of Mary and respond to the call of the Lord to communicate the joy of the gospel to the world. So it's a very Marian theme for the month of January for the Pope's intention. So that's what we have, John, in terms of the liturgical odds and ends, because there's a few more bits, but they actually technically belong to next week's programme.
0: Thank you very much, Shan Again, you were very good, actually, to us this morning. I, I enjoyed my breakfast this morning. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Ned. So, again, listeners, just to remind people, again, if they want to send in any intentions to us, because I have met people myself uh, during the week here around West Limerick who mentioned me from time to time, listen, will you pray for this, will you pray for that? Or, in, in fact, they've come back to me and said, that piece of music you played, I enjoy that piece of music, or maybe that interview we made, or whatever it was. We, we might find time on the program from time to time, maybe to go back and maybe play that bit of music again, or even play back a little bit of an interview we, play, we, we, we had on the program with a, with a number of people. If you want to do that, again, you can text us, 0876088667, or you can contact us by email, and that's in sacredspace102 at gmail.com. So at this part of the program, as usual, we'll pray a spiritual communion prayer. The best way to receive Christ is in holy communion at mass yet for those times when you can't make mass you can still reach out to him by making a spiritual communion prayer St Thomas Aquinas once defined a spiritual communion as an ardent desire to receive Jesus in the most holy sacrament and in lovingly embracing him as if we'd actually received him however you can make a spiritual communion prayer as whenever and wherever you'd like using the prayers given above. Others, li- others like it, such as the one below, are your own heartful thoughts. St. John Vianney, a French priest famously, famous for converting countless souls to Christ in his parish at Ars in the 19th century, once said, When we feel the love of God growing cold, let us instantly make a spirit of communion. When we cannot go to the church, let us turn towards the tabernacle. No wall can shut us out from the great from the good god we can indeed be grateful for all of that so with that in mind wherever we are whatever part of the world whatever part of the house you're in at the moment maybe just stop for a second and join us here in sacred space to pray this spiritual communion prayer my jesus i desire to receive you into my soul since i cannot now receive you sacramentally come spiritually into my soul i embrace you as already there I unite myself, wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. So, uh, first bit of music this morning. Shane, what did you pick for us this morning? Sure, I picked a
1: piece called Emmanuel, or Behold Now the Kingdom. It's been sung by uh, James Michael Talbot, or is it Michael James Talbot? John Michael Talbot. John, John even, mm-hmm, I think something wrong with mm-hmm. that. Yes, okay. Yeah, it's a nice piece. It's a nice reflective piece, I thought, because, you know, sometimes the Christmas music can be a bit loud and fast yeah. and all the rest of it. Mm. So I said, a nice reflective piece as we're drawing to the end, the last second last day of this year.
0: So this entitled Behold Now Thy Kingdom, John Michael Talbot.
2: A sign shall be given, a virgin will conceive. A light for all to see And hope for all who will embrace his warmth Stumble in the dark
0: Sacred space. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, still joined in studio here by Shane. And of course, at this time of the year, um, th- there's a number of things happening on the horizon. People think about New Year's resolutions, they think about maybe what happened last year and so on and so forth. Shane, what's, where would you like to start in terms oh, of your own thoughts?
1: Where, where to start? As you said, John, it's, it's a busy kind of time of the year. It's a busy, first of all, I suppose, from a secular point of view, because, of course, it's the Christmas season and it's New Year's and all the rest of it. And one of, the things, one of the things I like about Ireland and Irish culture is the fact that despite everything, and even still to date, Christmas is still the period f- almost from Christmas Eve to the 6th. Yeah. you know um, mm-hmm. because in some countries like once you get to the 26th of December Chris is o- Christmas is over yeah. you know uh, and particularly I I, find, I found that sometimes with my with the relations in the US like Christmas is over on the 26th or the 27th you're kind of going ah no yeah, <laughs> Christmas right. goes until the 6th but anyway as we said at the top of the programme uh, today is the the, whole, the Feast of the Holy Family now the reason it's the Feast of the Holy Family is because it's what's called the Sunday within the octave but before we get to that I just wanted to mention the first as we won't have a programme before the First of um, January, I just wanted to mention the the Pope's message for the World Day of Peace. Now, the first of January was declared the the day for prayer for peace by Paul VI, and each year the Pope's, however whichever Pope it is, will issue a message uh, for the World Day of Peace, and generally. The way it works is that it's, a, it's an official message. It's communicated actually to the papal nuncios, who, as diplomats and accredited to various heads of state, are asked to present the message formally to those to those um, governments around the world. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, um, we're recording this program um, ahead of time because yeah. we have to submit it to the radio station mm-hmm. so that they can have things ready for over the Christmas period. So, unfortunately, the message actually hasn't been published. No, no. <laughs> but unusually this year, um, the 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 Vatican actually published the theme of the message, which I didn't really understand, because they published the theme of the message on the 6th of November. And the theme this year is, good politics is at the service of peace. Now, I could see this one raising a lot of hackles. Mm -hmm. In certain capitals of the world, I'm kind of thinking Moscow, uh, Washington, um, Pyongyang. You're not judging
0: at all. Not
1: at all, not at all. But it's interesting, because... The theme or the comment about it is that every citizen bears political responsibility and in particular those who have received the mandate to protect and govern and they are required to to safeguard the law and encourage dialogue between figures of society among the generations, and among cultures. And the Pope will make the point that there is no peace without mutual trust, and trust has, as a first condition, respect for the given word. So that's kind of going to be the theme uh, in in which the Pope is going to... um, Bring up in his message for the World Day of Peace, and he's got to emphasise the point that humanity to respect rights gives rise in each individual a sense of duty to respect the rights of others, Uh, and you know, and and in particular to the community and to God Himself. So that's 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 the just. I just wanted to mention that as Mm -hmm. as Tuesday is going to be the the World the, the day of World Day of Prayer for Peace. Now, then the other thing we wanted to bring up, of course, John, as you mentioned, is of course. It's New Year's Eve Eve. It's mm-hmm. New Year's Eve Eve. So people often, when it comes to New Year's, they they do resolutions. Now, I'll be honest, I don't. Um, I just do, I gave up on it a long time ago. Um, but it's, a lot of people do, um, and it's something you know to think about in terms of you know you look back you look at the year that's gone, you think, okay, well, how did it go? Mm. What happened? What was good? What mm. was bad? Mm. Um, you know, we could do an examine on the year that went. What were the higher points? What were the low points? And, of course, it's different for each individual. Of course, for many people, you know, there could be great news. You know, exams passed, a new house... Uh, a new baby, Mm. um, you know, uh, clearance from a health condition or or passing a driving test. I know a relation of mine recently passed hers, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, something like that. But then, of course, for many people, I remember a couple of years ago, we had a year and my God, were we glad to see the back of it between sickness and illness and death, Mm. uh, deaths in families you know, and, and the struggles of daily life that people have to go through, you know, and I know, I know myself, uh, you know, people, some people can turn around and say, well, you know, may the harms of the year go with us. Mm. You know, it's gone, let it be consigned to the past mm-hmm. and and give it to God's good graces. You know, so it's so New Year's Eve kind of it's, it's, it's that transition moment on the civil calendar when we move from one to the other and. For some people, it's it's quite a big deal, and you know they'll they'll have the party and the celebration mm-hmm. and out with the community. Yeah. I know quite a lot of people actually that don't um, celebrate New Year's Eve. Um, I know quite. A, I it was something I've discovered actually over the last couple of years, where people will ask you, well, what are you doing for New Year's and. Uh, you know, and you'll discover well they're not actually doing anything. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I know a couple of people that actually take to their bed around ten p.m. Yeah, yes, yeah.
0: not a bad idea sometimes. You know,
1: so mm-hmm. it's 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 just an interesting mm-hmm. one. But uh, I do also know a good friend of the radio program, uh, Sister Louisa Rourke. Uh, oh yeah, yes, yeah. Sister Louise has been on a couple of times. And what they do in their congregation, in Dublin, is their chapel is open, and they have adoration. Um, before and after the 12 o'clock. So they pray their way into the new year, which I think is a lovely uh, lovely, lovely tradition. Yeah. But, of course, people often come up with resolutions and things, kind of ideas are some such, you know, uh, to get the most out of a year. So we were looking around and we came across a couple that actually have been attributed to Pope Francis. Now, it was interesting. When I sent this to John, we were kind of thought, well, is this actually... Is I actually thought this was something the pope had actually said mm. but then when we were actually reading down through it we realize well no this is something someone has pulled out of what pope francis said that's but right we're, mm. we're, we're working through we're working through yeah. now there's a lot of them there 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 are actually 12 and I don't know John if time-wise we'll have time to go through the 12 of them but mm. we'll go through a few Mm-mm. so the first one the pope that is suggested or that you know for the for for year new year's resolutions is pope francis says build bridges not walls now that's a very that could be a very political rule in certain countries, okay. but anyway, build bridges, not walls. Um, I'm just thinking that could cause problems on the Mexican border or somewhere in this you know mm-hmm. the state mm-hmm. of Israel, but anyway, so each Christian. Uh, is called to. My screen keeps moving on me, John.
0: Just bear with me one second. You have it there in front of you, don't you? I have, anyway. But it's in terms of building bridges and not walls, right? So every Christian always builds bridges of dialogue with others, not walls of resentments. And I was just thinking about that, Shane, actually, as you brought this one up. And it, it's um, this, of course, today is the Feast of the Holy Family. And we can actually start with our own family. Mm-hmm quite a lot building bridges and that wall so there's times when we might have left the family for whatever reason we might have gone off and got married different parts of the world and so on and so forth and sometimes um are in our own little cocoon and we might just touch base with the family maybe christmas time or whatever whatever and think back maybe to to some of the good times great but also maybe bear a few little grudges and maybe this is a little reminder to ourselves that this building of bridges, it doesn't always involve the Mexican border and so on and so forth. It might also involve our own, our own family, our own community, our own neighbours and so on and so forth. Maybe not a bad one. Building bridges, not wall. I think that's a famous mm. one for, for Francis. That's the first one that caught mm. me.
1: The second one really caught my eye. It was, let yourself be moved by suffering and then do something about it. And I thought it was interesting You know um, It was When one performs a good work The desire arises Almost instinctively in us To be esteemed and admired For this good good action Jesus calls us to perform these gestures Without ostentation uh, and that was Pope Francis speaking Ash Wednesday in 2015. But myself, let yourself be moved by suffering and then do something about it. We're great people for saying all the tragedy, all poor booked, poor person booked. The, mm. And it's like, well, you get up and do something about it. And I think for us in Ireland this year, there's a lot of stuff going on that really we need to get up and shake ourselves as a community uh, in terms of the housing crisis, I think, in particular. Uh, it's a disgrace. It's a national disgrace. And it's not just a national disgrace for politicians. Yes. For us as a society, mm-hmm. it is a disgrace mm-hmm. that over 10,000 people, including three to 4,000 children, spent Christmas this year in hotel accommodation. Uh, There's no... You know, we can't really look ourselves in the eye about this. You know, there's a lot of controversy about there about historical abuse of children. This is the abuse that's going on right now where these children do not have proper homes and we need to do something about it.
0: And quite often, as you said, people have a go at the politicians. But when was the last time we sent an email or or phoned a politician, our own representative maybe, to voice our concern about what these people have to put up with? And maybe a little idea from our own... uh, side of it so there are things we can do but practically we can do you know i mean how many times do do we pass people on the street with a handout and so on and so forth Mm. do we just have a go at them and judge them and so on and so forth or do we do we ever put ourselves in their position Mm. and just say how did they get there and and by the grace of god Mm -hmm. you know i'm not there but that means the responsibility lies with me There may be something, and there is something we can always do, maybe just look into ourselves. That was a nice one, Shane. Yeah, the next one that caught my eye, John, was Dream of Love. I
1: love that one. Yeah, it was a nice Mm -hmm. one, I thought. Mm -hmm. So as a New Year's resolution to dream of love. And what Pope Francis talks about here is, you can't have a family without dreams, Francis said, and he's talking in Manila in 2015. Once a family loses the ability to dream, children do not grow, love does not grow, life shrivels up and dies dreaming is very important especially dreaming families do not lose this ability to dream and i think it's 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 wonderful it's just it's so simple you know there's that poem hold fast to dreams for if dreams die life is like a broken winged bird that cannot mm. fly mm. Hold fast to dreams for if dreams go I can't remember the last line. I've just forgotten it. And it's just, you know, we must hold fast to our dreams and be giving people the opportunity to dream and achieve those dreams. You know, we have a great sense, I suppose, in Ireland of knocking people down. Sometimes we just need to actually help people up. And so it's a great one, actually,
0: for a for, for New Year's resolution. But I think the other thing about, about dreaming dreams, you know, in this era of political correctness and all that rubbish... You know, to be dream a dream. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Mm. That's okay. But have the dream anyway. And we can give this idea maybe to, to children these days, and maybe to our fellow neighbours and so on and so forth. But well, don't say that now because you step out of line and you'll be very upset. And we don't want that to happen to you and, and, and you're embarrassed and so on and so forth. No, dream the dream. And I think he finished up that particular section by saying, we must let our children play. Mm. so let them play let them get their hands dirty Mm -hmm. let them go out into the fields and into the garden I know I I, I have grandchildren and we had great fun there the the year before last where we were attempting to uh, keep the children happy what I done Shane actually I went out to the garden to my own garden to where I have my, my, my spuds and so on and so forth and we went digging worms Hmm. and the way the children got their hands dirty and, and, and so on and so forth, it was brilliant
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's, that's one of the things anyway that, they, you know, that got me that particular time
1: another one which I suppose um, was you know, Pope's Pope, a suggestion for New Year's resolution was um, pray daily for your health and that of your loved ones now, it's something maybe we mightn't think of uh, more often than not we think of, of praying for our health maybe when we're actually sick Maybe it might be good to kind of thank God for the good health that we have, you know um, exactly. Exactly. you know and what the what what the way the reflection that's put with it is the church invites constant prayer for her own loved ones stricken with suffering. there must never be a lack of prayer for the sick, and of course, on this program John uh the sick are who are our number one listeners, yeah. so we're very conscious of them on sacred space um but rather but Pope Francis says we must pray more both personally and as a community. In general, times of illness enable families' bonds to grow stronger. And I think about how important it is to teach children, starting from childhood, about solidarity in times of illness. So um, another one then as a New Year's resolution, which is suggested is, Don't be afraid to be ashamed of yourself and recognise when you've done wrong. Now I said, that's very Franciscan. That's very Francis, you know. Don't be, ashamed. Don't be afraid to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, there's, there's, there's two sides to that. Okay, let's deal with what the Pope said first. We must learn the science and wisdom of accusing ourselves. I accuse myself, feel the pain caused by the wound, learn where it has come from, and then indict myself regarding it. Do not be afraid of remorse, for it is a sign of salvation. So that's what Pope Francis said, and he was preaching at the his daily homily in in September 2017. You just have to be very careful with that one, yes, um, because you can also get a situation where people can't see the good in themselves yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know mm. it's, it's, it's a balancing act you do have people that just don't seem to have any self-awareness at all but I suppose we just need to be careful um, you know be aware, of, uh, be aware of our faults
0: and failings but also be conscious of the good that's in each of us as well and of course you know there can be some growth coming from that as well oh, you know? no. I, I, I'm not going to go into that one again next time There's another one there now, Shane, Um, avoidments, uh, to avoid attachments to riches. Of course, this time of the year, a little bit of a one where we all have to be cognizant of the fact that we tend to, as you alluded to early on, go out and, "Ah, look, I deserve it, I've been working all the year long and so on, I go out and enjoy myself, and yet we see those homeless people around the place Mm. and so on and so forth. We are given riches, and we are given all the gifts that we got by the Lord for the good of all. And I, I read somewhere there early on, you know, uh, about that there's enough food in the world. Our big problem is to distribute the mm. food in the world, and the same with the riches. So, therefore, if we attach, uh, if we attach too much to riches and power and so on and so forth it means that somebody else is going to lose out that's my own little thought on that anyway
1: yeah well what pope francis said is the attachment to riches is the beginning of all kinds of corruption everywhere there is a mystery in the possession of wealth riches have the ability to seduce and make us believe that we are in a paradise on earth And that paradise is a place without horizon. So I suppose what what he's trying there is that sometimes it can distract us um, very much. And at the moment, there's a lot of talk about, you know, how great the economy is doing. Now, I don't know if in West Limerick, if we're seeing so much of that, but the Dublin intelligentsia tell us that the economy is booming and we've always Mm -hmm. got full employment. Mm -hmm. So we have to, you know, we have to take them what they say with a large pinch of salt. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, but it's just, I suppose, again, it's a reminder to us that, Um, you know Pope Francis turned around and said well you know focus on the important things don't get caught up in the the rat race uh, as far as possible you know and just to be conscious of it
0: so just to remind listeners again what we're doing actually we're going through a list uh, that's been compiled Maybe a quotation, for want of a better word, about what Pope Francis uh, has has said over the last number of years. And maybe take these on board as we're thinking about our own resolutions and improving ourselves for this year and so on and so forth. The next one that I'm going to mention was actually mentioned um, in the general audience in, in 2015, no, excuse me, in the Mass in Ecuador, in July the 7th, 2015. And it's titled, Be Strong in Faith, So As to Overcome Division. You are going to, have to say, when we give up ourselves, we discover our true identity as children of God, in the image of the Father, and like Him, give us of life. We discover that we are brothers and sisters of Jesus, to whom we bear witness. This is what it means to evangelize. This is not a new revolution, for our faith is always revolutionary. This is our deepest and most enduring cry. So what he's speaking about there, be strong in our face and so on and so forth. We discover that we are brothers and sisters of Jesus when we bear witness. Not easy sometimes to bear witness, but sometimes we might need to stand on the corner of yes. the street and, 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 and pull out our Bible and, and quote in verse for verse. But it might just be that there are times within our life when we have to to, to practice Christian values. And that means it might be on a sports field, it might be shopping, it might be anywhere. where We we remember the message of Jesus, you know, that, that these people who are in front of us are there. They might need our attention. They might need us to listen to them. They might need us to uh, converse with them. But it doesn't mean to say that we have to agree with something that somebody else says, but at least we listen to them. And give them a chance. And that's my first thought. And when he was young, be strong, in, be strong in my faith, not to be afraid also to um, project without, uh, not in a very loud way, but project mm. my faith in what I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. You know, we we we. Uh, what's the expression? We live in a country which is, uh, as the teacher has said, is growing more open. And um, so, you know what, that means there should be room for all of us to be able to express our opinions, whatever mm. those opinions might be. So then another one which Pope Francis has there for us, and I think it's an interesting one, is don't let yourself be robbed of hope. As a New Year's resolution. I actually yeah. like that mm, one. Mm. Don't let yourself be robbed of hope. And um, he's, it's in the way he puts it, he was talking in Havana, in Cuba, back in September 2015 and what he said was in the daily reality of life there has to be room for dreaming a young person incapable of dreaming is cut off and self-enclosed everyone sometimes dreams of things which are never going to happen but dream them anyway yeah. desire them seek new horizons and be open to great things i think it's beautiful i actually i think myself now that's going to go up my wall uh, you know mm-hmm. don't be you know don't let yourself be robbed of hope and I think the good thing about,
0: about the gospel, I mean, how many times have we mentioned over the last number of weeks when reading the gospel, that word hope and that thought of, about mm. hope is continually put in front of us, not to lose hope. And there's a Pope reminding us again. Nice little one, Shane, just following that, and he, he speaks about, the Pope speaks about, remember that God never abandons us. What a beautiful thought. Remember that God never abandons us. Jesus has always shown us that God is not a severe and intolerant boss, but rather full of love, a Father full of love, of tenderness, a Father full of goodness. And therefore we can and we should have an immense confidence in the Lord. And that was actually spoken by the Pope in November the twentieth, two 2017. God never abandons. Something on our program that we try to emphasize quite often, and it comes out in the Gospel messages quite often, that regardless of what happens to us in our life, Behind it all, God comes to us first, and then we are responding to that. Nice thing to be thinking about mm-hmm. for the new year, Shane. When we get all these things being thrown at us, from yeah, pardon.
1: exactly. Now another one that Pope Francis says.
0: You know, if you think about it, that's
1: a New Year's resolution, know that you are loved, so that you can give love and forgiveness.
0: Nice one to finish up with. Lovely. It is. It is. I mm-hmm. think you
1: know, Francis compares compared god's love to that of a mother or father who speaks to their child after he or she has been woken by a nightmare and just as our parents reassured us saying don't be scared i'm here so god says do not be afraid of your sins i love you i'm here to forgive you you know and that this is the mercy of god the pope explained we are all so nervous when something does not go according to plan uh, however, he says, calm down. Yes, you've made a mistake, but don't worry. Don't be afraid. I forgive you. And I think it's a, it's a lovely one kind of to, to think about as we finish up this section on New Year's resolutions.
0: And I think he finishes up, he finished it up this particular section by saying, and the, finally, the golden rule is the best resolution for every month. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. So, as we leave those resolutions and maybe uh, have a little bit of time to reflect on them, um, Shane, a bit of music that you, you, you chose this morning. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. My wife would be, would be so delighted with you. She's not here this morning. Mm. But you picked one of her favourite singers to sing us. A, a yeah,
1: okay, in. okay, John. Don't be laying it on. It's <laughs> Daniel O'Donnell and he's singing. What's he singing, John? Once in Royal David City. Okay,
0: okay let's do this.
2: Once in royal David's city Stood alone
0: Space. So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, still joined in studio here by Shane. And this part, as usual, we would read and reflect on the Word of God, the Sunday Gospel. Before that, Shane, praise a prayer to help us to read and reflect on the Sunday Gospel. Thanks, Shane.
1: Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your Word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this Word reverently, attentively and humbly, May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your Spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this Father in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Christ our
0: Lord. Amen. So the Gospel for today, the Feast of the Holy Family, is the Gospel taken from Luke, chapter 2, verse 41 to 52. Every year his parents used to go to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up for the Feast as usual. When they were on the way home after the feast, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem without his parents knowing it. They assumed he was with the caravan, and it was only after a day's journey that they went to look for him among the relations and acquaintances. And when they failed to find him, they went back to Jerusalem, looking for him everywhere. Three days later they found him in the temple, sitting among the doctors, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his intelligence and his replies. They were overcome when they saw him, and his mother said to him, My child, why have you done this to us? See how worried your father and I have been looking for you. Why were you looking for me, he said, he replied. Did you not know that I must be busy with my father's affairs? But they did not understand what he meant. And he went back down with them and came to nazareth and lived under their authority his mother stirred up all these things in her heart and jesus increased in wisdom in stature and in favor with god and men so that's the gospel for today the feast of the holy family got any other thought you want to set up for with eh?
1: yeah there was a couple of things i suppose that struck me about the gospel and it was funny I was looking up a few bits and pieces online and I came across a post um, from um, iBenedictines. They're a a religious community in England. They're Benedictine nuns. And they post online every day. And I came across a piece where she reflected on the Feast of the Holy Family. And she made the point that it's a recent addition to the calendar. And one of the problems with it is that it's often over sentimentalised in terms of the Holy Family. And you know, it's, you know, if you think about it, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, were hardly an average family, um, you know, so when it's put up there as the kind of the role models for us, I suppose sometimes it can put undue pressure on, on, on people, you know, if they're thinking about it. Um, but, you know, if you look at the Holy Family, rather, in its imperfections, my, you know, would be a way of, of, of coming around it. Because if you think about it, the key words, I suppose, that come out of that gospel was kind of growth and understanding, growth and stature. And, you know, if you think about it, Mary gave her consent to the angel without realising all that would be asked of her in the future. So she grew, if you like, into her vocation, you know, renewing her acceptance of her role as the mother of God. If you think about it, um, you know, St. Joseph obeyed the angel, as St. Matthew tells us, only to find out that the initial acceptance of obedience that he had Asked for another one and another one, you know, you know, um, we have here, I suppose, Jesus himself is just coming to understand what his sonship would entail. Um, the human part of it, the human part of him rather. And he had to choose obedience to the father step by step, which included ultimately death on the cross, you know. So it was a, st- it was a process of getting better in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I suppose... In the messiness of our own daily lives, that's a tremendous encouragement. You know, none of us lives in a perfect family. Um, but, you know, each of us can learn and we can grow um, through our experience of ordinary everyday life. Um, if you think about it, like the Holy Family of Nazareth was Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Both, they prepared the way for the Holy Family that gathered around the cross at Calvary. You know, Um and, you know, as we draw closer to Christ, I suppose, you know, we are encouraged to realize our place in that holy family because we are part of the family of God. Yeah. And that is something for us, I suppose, you know, just to think about because it's it's, it's a strange kind of a feast, um, you know, in one sense. And it can also be, I suppose, a feast that can alienate people. And I suppose that's something that we need to... It's something that has to be named. It's something that has to be recognised. That people's family circumstances are not always ideal. You know, in terms of... You have couples and families that have split up and divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a lot of single parents. Both Mm -hmm. single mums and single dads. Um, You know, and that that has to be recognised as well. And while, you know we know that the best place for a child is, you know, with a mum and a dad. Mm-hmm. That may not always happen. That may not always be the case. That may not always be practical. Uh, but it's something, I suppose, that we, 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 we should encourage um, um, and, and and reflect on. Um, but in terms of in terms of the gospel as well, I suppose, this Sunday, John, you know, it's, it's the... You know, it's the, 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 the listening that's there because they had been up at Passover. They had obeyed the Mosaic law. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus... Had been in the temple for three days, and of course, the symbiology of that, or the symbology of that, of course, he's going to be three days in the tomb, Mm. you know. And the twelve-year-old, so he would have been—he would just have done bar mitzvah. He would have just been, you know, he would just become a, um, a man in Jewish law. And he was there amongst the doctors and the scribes in the temple, arguing and discussing with them, you know. And it's kind of, you know, what each of us goes through in life as we get older. We have to find our way and our understanding of who and what we are and our role in community and our role mm-hmm. in family and our mm-hmm. role in community and our role in society. And it's the question, I suppose, one of the things questions that comes for me as well out of this Sunday's Gospel is where are the opportunities that we give our young people today to be able to explore who and what they are? Yeah. Because, and that was something actually that's impressed me. I, I, I've been home for the last couple of weeks and one of the joys of being at home is the fact that you get to listen to the radio more and more. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Tupperty does be on in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, um, one of the things, and it came out on the Toy Show as well. Uh, it, Ryan, Ryan Tuberty is this, uh, he's kind of encouraging this acceptance of diversity and difference and particularly Mm. amongst young people. You know, they can't all be the the schoolyard jocks playing the rugby and the football and the hurling. Mm -hmm. You know, people are different and they grow and develop in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I suppose, you know, that's something for us to think about is where do we have the spaces? Where are the temples in our community where people can gather and where young people can gather and they have the space and the time to explore who and what they are? But also where... People, elders, scribes, teachers are there to guide them properly. Mm, mm. Um, you know, where they're not cast onto the waves of populism and yes. social media without... Um, someone there to not necessarily to, well, yes, to hold their hands yeah. along the way. Mm. You know, we all need guidance in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you never get too old to to have that person you can turn to for a quiet word or a word of reflection or someone to just to point out something to you. And I suppose for me, th- that was kind of the thing that struck me. I was thinking, when well, Jesus was in the temple he's arguing with the scribe and doctor, was thinking, well, he was twelve years of age and he was finding out who he was. Mm. Where is that? for people today and not just not just youngsters but for people in general like Mm -hmm. you know because we are buffeted and you know drowning Mm -hmm. in the noise and clutter and cluster of life And, you know, we had Martina Lehan Sheehan on a few weeks ago talking about, she was talking about that whole break from the the Black Friday. But of course, she's famous or she's known for promoting mindfulness as well. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. finding space. And again, we had a program on during the year about the examen and prayer, you know, and it's a theme which has recurred again and again throughout the programs we've had over the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. That finding space for ourselves. And, you know, as we come towards the end of the year, and we look back and we're reflecting on things and thinking about it you know it's a, it's a moment it's an opportunity it's a time out and and you know it's 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 interesting that you know we could sit in on that conversation with the holy family uh in terms of just uh like, like like that icon. Do you remember that icon for the world meeting of families? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the icon for the world meeting of families was drawn in such a way that we were invited to sit with the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and to sit and have that discussion with them and say, well, where 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 am I? Where 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 are we going?
0: And and what what could it mean? Shane, sure, thanks for that. Um, just a quick thought that I had myself there when I was reading when I was reading and reflecting on on the gospel again this morning. Again, coming back to the feast. The feast is the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And then relating that to the gospel. The parents of Jesus brought, brought Jesus up to the temple for the Passover, up to Jerusalem, for a religious ceremony. And again, he was growing in stature. And they were showing him how they were brought up and the faith they had and so on and so forth. And it brought me back to the times, I suppose, when I was a child, and um, I was brought to the church, I was brought to Mass, and I was brought to the sacraments each Sunday. And as I grew older in life, I, I had to make up my own mind as to whether I was indeed going to continue going to Mass and so on and so forth. The only thing I can say for myself is, if I wouldn't have gone back in those days when my parents guided me, and I like that word you used earlier, Shane guided me, brought me to the church, um, they gave me some, a gift that I might not have got anywhere else. I certainly wouldn't have got it from the TV and the radio and so on and so forth. And I think the importance of families these days is there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there as to how to bring up children and so on and so forth. But the one thing that's, that, that, that the families, the responsibility of families is, is to be able to bring, to, to bring children the place of faith that they were brought up with themselves, because it's the only bit of hope sometimes that they have. So I would hope and um, pray that I will continue as a grandparent and, and hopefully the parents will just take on that responsibility, that little bit more of bringing, bringing their children, like uh, the parents of Jesus did, to their place of faith. In our place these days, it's it's to Mass and, and, and to to learn the word of God and how to live as a family and how to treat each other as a family and that might be and that would be within the community as well so on this feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph just before we go you got one final thought One final
1: thought I suppose John um, as it's the eve of New Year's Eve and we were talking about uh, New Year's resolutions and just to remind people of that one that we, we picked up on during the second part of the programme which was you know do not let yourselves be robbed of hope was mm. what, Francis, what Francis said as one of his New Year's resolutions. You know in the daily reality of life, there has to be room for dreaming. A young person capable of dream, incapable of dreaming is cut off and self enclosed. Everyone sometimes dreams of things which are never going to happen, but dream them anyway. desire them, seek new horizons, and be open to great things.
0: So we'll finish up with a final piece of music Shane. Yeah, it's a
1: final piece of music and it's traditional, uh, as we said in at the first part of the programme, to close out New Year's Eve with the singing of the Te Deum. Now, I'm not going to inflict the Te Deum on you this morning, mm. but instead we're going to have King's College Choir from Cambridge singing Now Thank We All Our God. And I thought it was kind of appropriate to finish this week's programme with this one just to say to thank God for the year that's gone and to implore his blessings for the year to come. So, folks, we'll see you in 2019.
0: Happy New Year. God bless you all now. Bye. Bye. No. sacred space.